It's Friday, September 22nd, 2023. Welcome to episode 71 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, City Council looks ahead with the next strategic plan. There's a rate hike coming from PG&E, but no one's sure how much the increase will be. Wildfires to the north have been affecting our air quality. Free COVID tests are back. The Island Bowl is upon us. Alameda's Brian Wu returns to the Bay Area and shuts down the Oakland A's. Don't miss your chance to save a buck and help save the planet with your next cup of coffee. And another way for you to follow the Alameda Post. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story. During Tuesday's city council meeting, the draft three-year strategic plan was the subject of much discussion both amongst the council and members of the public. The three-year plan for fiscal years 2023 to 2026 outlines projects to further the council's priorities and shape Alameda's future. In April, the council reviewed and prioritized an initial list of projects. City staff then launched a community engagement effort of eight events from May through June, and worked with city employees and executive managers to refine project lists and timelines. Staff incorporated input received into the draft strategic plan, including a vision statement, priority areas, and projects. Public comment on the plan included Christopher Buckley of the Alameda Architectural Preservation Society. Buckley expressed concern that the draft plan did not reference Alameda's historic neighborhoods or mention historic preservation. The Alameda Citizens Task Force Board similarly asked to assess Alameda Point's historic buildings and prioritize their rehabilitation and adaptive reuse. City Manager Jennifer Ott responded that there are projects in the plan to address historic resources, including rehabilitating the Veterans Building and identifying reuse opportunities for the Carnegie Building. She added that money is already budgeted to rehabilitate some of the big whites, the historic homes at Alameda Point, and offered to add a statement about protecting historic resources and listing such projects under the heading. Ott further indicated that the new feedback would be incorporated into the draft strategic plan, which would be brought before the council for final approval in November. In other business, council voted to authorize a lease to All Good Living Foundation for city-owned property at 1900 Tao Way, adjacent to Gene Sweeney Park. Alameda Food Bank has leased the site since 2007. However, in December of 2022, AFB shifted its operations to Alameda Point. The property includes a portable building owned by the food bank, which they will donate to AGLF. AGLF will use the property to administer its activities for 59 months with no opportunity for extension due to limitations imposed by the State of California Surplus Lands Act. Council approved the lease on a 4-to-1 vote, with Trish Herrera-Spencer voting no. Herrera-Spencer earlier argued that the community should have a say in who uses the property with a competitive process used to decide the next tenant. Finally, the council unanimously voted to approve $16 million in financing for the new aquatic center at Gene Sweeney Park. The facility is expected to cost $30 million, with $15 million coming from the general fund and the remainder from this new bond issue. The city expects to start designing the center in the winter of 2023, with construction beginning in summer of 25 and work completed by the fall of 26. For full details on the council meeting, see Karen Jensen's article at alamedapost.com news. Here in Alameda, we enjoy comparatively low electric rates thanks to Alameda Municipal Power being a not-for-profit entity. However, our natural gas is supplied by PG&E, and that bill is about to get bigger. How much bigger? For that, you'll need a crystal ball. PG&E sent out an email this week stating, quote, We are communicating with you now so you can understand why and prepare for higher bills, end quote. The notice also said that the utility does not yet know the amount of the increase because, quote, the state regulatory process for determining rates is still ongoing and dependent on approval from our regulator, end quote. The good news, according to the Associated Press, is that the increase will likely be far less than PG&E asked for. PG&E was looking to raise revenue by 26 percent. 
The California Public Utilities Commission returned two proposals that amounted to half that figure and less. There is some controversy surrounding PG&E's requests, especially in light of the company being found guilty of six felony counts in wake of the 2010 San Bruno explosion. Additionally, while PG&E has been touting line burial as a way to reduce wildfire risk, the Utility Reform Network has stated that insulating lines is a faster and cheaper method of accomplishing the same thing. For a look at PG&E's advisory email, as well as the issues surrounding it, see the article at alamedapost.com news this Monday. Speaking of wildfires, you've probably noticed the air quality took a major dip this week. Thanks to wildfires burning to our north, more than a few folks started having flashbacks to 2020. Thankfully, it hasn't gotten to that level. A spare the air alert was issued for Thursday and today, Friday the 22nd, but the Bay Area Air Quality Management District is forecasting improvement over the weekend, with Alameda being back in the green zone by Sunday. For the most part, levels have been hovering around the unsafe for sensitive groups level, but as mentioned, are improving. To keep track of Spare the Air alerts, visit sparetheair.org. For a few months now, the idea of free in-home COVID tests looked to be a thing of the past. With COVID cases trending upward, the Biden administration has authorized $600 million in funding to allow for another round of home tests to be delivered to citizens at no cost. Starting Monday the 25th, you can head to covidtests.gov and request four at-home tests per household, regardless of how many tests you may have received previously. The new tests are targeted at the currently circulating variants. They're intended to be used by the end of the year in order to help people navigate the seemingly inevitable holiday rise in cases. There is another useful feature at covidtest.gov that you can use right away. In March, the expiration dates on a vast majority of home tests were again extended. For example, I have tests in my home whose original expiration was February of this year, A secondary label on the package indicated an extension to June. Well, now those dates have been extended to February of next year. So before you throw those tests away, head to covidtest.gov, follow the link, find your tests and lot numbers. For details and links, see alamedapost.com slash news. Today, Friday, it's the 68th Island Bowl as the Hornets and Jets meet up for their annual crosstown rivalry. Last year, Ensenal won their sixth straight Island Bowl with a razor-thin 19-18 win over Alameda. Coming into this year's game, the Hornets carry a 3-0 record while the Jets are at 1-2. So far, the Hornets' defense has been making a lot of noise, allowing only 16 points in three games, including a shutout of the Concord Minutemen. The Jets would love to win this one on their home field, as it would even the all-time series at 33 games each with two ties. While we're on the subject of sports, Alameda's own Brian Wu returned to the Bay Area on Monday. Pitching against the A's in Oakland, Brian scattered three hits and four walks over five innings of scoreless ball, left the game with the Mariners leading 3-0. The Seattle bullpen preserved the shutout as the Mariners prevailed 5 to nothing. Brian struck out 6, dropped his ERA to 3.9. His record improves to 4-4 four and four to go along with 8 no decisions. Brian finishes out the regular season with two dates against the Rangers this Sunday in Texas and next Friday in Seattle. The games could be crucial to the Mariners' playoff hopes as Seattle is tied for Texas for the third wildcard spot, but Texas leads the season series 5-1. to one. The two teams meet seven times in the next 10 days. Both squads are a half game behind the Astros for the AL West title. Hey, with the A's long ago eliminated and the Giants fading, we all need someone to root for. Besides, the Mariners are the lone major league team to never make it to the World Series. Go get them, Brian. Make Alameda proud. Side note, if you're an A's fan, you'll want to head to ESPN.com. Look for their story, Oakland versus the A's. One of the best I've read on the whole situation. Back in episode 56, I introduced you to the reusable cup program that Okapi and Community Action for Sustainable Alameda have brought to the city. This month, even more incentive to take advantage of this game-changing way to get your daily cuppa. Through October 15th, you get a dollar off a beverage whenever you use their system. 
If you haven't taken advantage of it, I can personally recommend it. Kind of nice not to add yet another cup to the compost pile. Oh, and if you've been paying attention, you know that those so-called eco-friendly disposables have problems of their own, namely microplastics. For details, including the seven participating cafes on the island, head to alamedapost.com features. Our next walking history tour, Sunday, October 1st, join Dennis Evanoski and Adam Gillett for Eagle Avenue and Environs. Learn about how the 1200 block of Eagle Avenue went from quiet rural to bustling cityscape. Details at alamedapost.com tours. Dennis has written a couple of great introductory articles to get you ready for the tour. You can find them at alamedapost.com history. Look for Marcus and Remmel. And there goes the neighborhood. Here at The Post, we're always trying to make it easier for you to follow the news you need for Alameda. This week, we've made a major step as we've joined the Apple News family. We have our very own channel, and you can subscribe and ensure that your Apple News feed always includes the latest from the Alameda Post. Just head to the following tab and search for Alameda Post. Checking alamedapost.com events, the online air exhibit continues at the Frank Bett Center. The Alameda Vintage Fashion Fair comes to Alameda Point Friday and Saturday. Farmer's Market, Saturday from 9 to 1. The Food Bank Players present Romeo and Juliet at the Healing Garden, Saturday and Sunday at 2. The third Saturday of the month means the monthly tour at the Myers House on Alameda Avenue. I went last month, fascinating exhibits, and showcasing some great Alameda history. Julia Park Tracy discusses her book, Bereaved, at the main library branch beginning Saturday at 2 p.m. Lots more going on this weekend. Find more events at alamedapost.com events. Thank you for supporting local news for Alameda. Join us as a member, alamedapost.com slash memberships. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Mastodon, Threads, Blue Sky, as well as our own subreddit, and, as I mentioned, now on Apple News. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with Episode 72 of the Alameda Postcast. <laughs>